0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, July 28th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Republicans have finally introduced their latest stimulus bill, but not before the value of the U.S. dollar and the value of gold went in opposite directions yesterday. What does an outbreak in Major League Baseball mean for the future of sports? Plus, with European bank earnings this week, we'll have the latest on loan loss provisions and dividends. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. As federal benefits are about to run out for millions of unemployed Americans, Senate Republicans unveiled their $1 trillion stimulus package yesterday. Under their plan, federal unemployment benefits would continue, but be cut by two-thirds, down to $200 a week starting in September. Once October hits, workers would receive 70% of previous wages. And the U.S. Treasury would once again send $1,200 directly to most Americans, just like it did earlier in the year. Democrats want to start negotiations on the stimulus bill immediately. Economists worry that if a deal doesn't get done quickly, it'll stunt the U.S. recovery. And in markets, we're starting to see how coronavirus is shaking investor confidence. Our U.S. markets reporter, Colby Smith, has more.
1: If cases are surging in the U.S., it's likely to mean that a lot of the reopening plans that were helping to lift growth forecasts just a few weeks ago really could be taking a turn for the worse here as states and cities have to slow down those plans. And the same is not necessarily true in other countries. I mean, they've been able to proceed with their reopenings at a pretty consistent and forward pace. And so when the U.S. kind of growth picture and outlook is being called into question or, or people are getting a bit more nervous there, one way that it presents itself has been through the dollar in, in recent weeks, really. And now the U.S. currency has dropped versus almost every other currency this week. And it's been one of the biggest drops since March.
0: Now, on the other end of things, Colby, we saw gold hit a record high yesterday. Um, why was that?
1: Yeah. So uh, gold prices have have been rising, as you said, at a pretty remarkable pace. So on Monday, uh, they were up by more than 2% to a new record high. Still this kind of safe haven bid that that's continuing to see a lot of demand because gold you know, is not tied really to the strength and the sustainability of the U.S. economic recovery in such intimate ways as the dollar is. You're seeing investors kind of seek out safety in, in that asset.
0: Now, the Federal Reserve begins its two-day meeting today. Uh, what are investors looking for there?
1: Well, I mean, I think people look to the aggressive easing that the U.S. Central Bank has done so far this year as as one of the kind of key reasons why the dollar has also come under pressure. I mean, one thing that the Fed did that was so helpful to you know the global economy and global financial system was they helped to flood the market with dollars because back in March there was massive demand and a shortage of dollars that had driven the price much higher from, from where we are now. So people are looking to see whether or not the Fed is going to kind of continue on this easing path. They've already committed to not raising interest rates um, for the foreseeable future, but uh, there are questions that remain about whether or not they're going to kind of take that extra step at the meeting this week, or perhaps wait until September to maybe announce new stimulus measures, which will kind of continue to keep downward pressure on the dollar.
0: Major League Baseball's Miami Marlins beat the Philadelphia Phillies on Sunday in an 11-6 win. But it could lead to a much bigger loss for the league. On Monday came the news that 11 Marlins players contracted coronavirus. The news led MLB to postpone two games on Monday night over concerns of the virus spreading. And now the whole season is again in doubt. Not just for the fans and players, but for the companies that profit off them too. The baseball season had just begun last Thursday, months later than usual, and this outbreak raises questions about whether other North American sports leagues, not just MLB, can continue this year. The National Football League's Commissioner Roger Goodell said last week that training camps were set to start on schedule. The National Basketball Association had been keeping its players quarantined in a facility in Florida's Disney World. Now, the MLB took precautions that weren't too different than what we saw in the English Premier League and Germany's Bundesliga. Routine testing, strict screening for any players, staff, or press in attendance, and no fans, unless you count those cardboard cutouts sitting in MLB stadiums. Besides the players actually at risk for the disease, the groups most worried about this news might be the U.S. media outlets. Walt Disney's ESPN recorded a whopping 4 million viewers on Thursday's opening game between the Washington Nationals and New York Yankees. According to Moffat nathanson which tracks these sort of things, the league's cable deals are worth an estimated $1.5 billion. It's earnings season for a lot of companies, including European banks, which are spending the last two weeks of the month releasing their quarterly reports. Like in the US, these banks are expecting that the effects from coronavirus could lead to a wave of defaults. So they're setting aside cash to prepare themselves. Loan loss provisions. We've covered it a few times on this show. The FT Stephen Morris explains that European banks aren't just looking at the short-term hurt. They expect the effects to last years.
2: This quarter is going to be heavily focused on just how many billions European banks are going to be putting aside to cover their estimated loan losses over the next three years. In the first quarter alone, we saw 25 billion, which is pretty much the highest since the nadir of the financial crisis in 2008-2009. And in the second quarter, the largest Swiss, UK and Eurozone lenders are forecast to provision at least another 23 billion. So we're getting up to almost 50 billion And remember, this is before a lot of the government support schemes have tapered off. So this is really before the real worst of the storm comes. So far, we've only had a couple of Swiss banks, UBS and Julius Baer, who are, of course, much more focused on wealth management than they are investment banking or consumer lending. But still, UBS reported loan loss provisions for the second quarter that were 16 times as high as the same period last year, just to give you an indication of the pain that's coming to their balance sheets.
0: Which banks are faring better and which ones are faring worse right now, Stephen?
2: Well, generally banks that are diversified and have investment banking arms have fared a little bit better so far this year because of extraordinary market volatility. This means a lot of their clients, be they hedge funds, corporates, you know, even other banks were scrambling around in markets to try and hedge their exposures and take new opportunistic positions or sell off losses. Which all means little bits of fees on the transactions for all the investment banks. So, to a certain extent, banks like Deutsche, Barclays, BNP Paribas, the ones that have maintained somewhat significant trading arms, have had some revenues from that side of the business to cushion the loan loss provisions. Where it looks worst are some of the banks that are focused on one country and one or two business lines.
0: Right. Like, say, Lloyd's in the UK.
2: They only really do UK consumer and commercial banking, which leaves them very exposed to the fate of the British economy. And some of the other banks with large exposures to challenged industries like, for example, airlines, but but more specifically oil and oil-related services, they really have been feeling the pain because they're having to book additional loan loss provisions for the drop of the price of oil on top of what they're doing for coronavirus-related losses.
0: I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about dividends. Um, European banks were banned by regulators from paying dividends at the start of the crisis to conserve capital and lending capacity. When do you think this ban will be lifted?
2: Well, the ECB, they have a thing called the single supervisory mechanism. They will make a decision Tuesday morning on whether banks can resume dividends across the board, whether only the ones with the strongest balance sheets and capital levels can resume, or whether no one can resume dividends. dividend payments, and share buybacks until next year. It's most likely to be the latter. The regulators are erring on the side of caution in almost every facet of their responsibilities at the moment. And it's unlikely they'll start to want to create a two-stream banking system where some are allowed to pay dividends and buybacks and will see their share prices shoot up, and others will not and see their stocks feel the brunt of uh, the investors deserting the sector en masse.
0: And we recently saw U.S. banks report their quarterly earnings Um, Are they weathering the crisis better than European banks? And if they are, why? The
2: US banks were coming into this COVID-19 crisis in a much stronger position. They have a less fragmented market there. There are fewer larger banks, meaning there's less competition. Uh, And as a general rule, their capital levels were much higher. So whilst they are booking huge losses, what they do is they have more ability to absorb this shock than European banks. So European banks have less leeway. They're going to have to look at making deeper cost cuts. They're going to have to look at hiving off business lines, which are looking less and less economic. And indeed, down the line, if things do get worse, they might have to look at raising capital yet again, which will upset their shareholder bases, which have faced many of these capital calls in the last decade already.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move.